Brothers Podcast. I am Keenan, joined by my brother Kyle. Kyle, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thursday night, holiday weekend. Uh, I actually just, today was my last day at my job that I've been at for four years, so uh, I'm feeling good about that. Well, congratulations for, I know you're going on to bigger and better things, so congratulations on that. Is it bittersweet at sure. all? It definitely bittersweet. I, I can't say enough positive things about my now former staff and uh, my workplace. So much love to them. Uh, much love to my LCMHS fam. Shouts to everyone over there. But uh, yeah, on to bigger and better things. Uh, I won't say better. I'll say bigger things. We'll Time will tell if it's better because yeah, shit was sure. sweet over there. But uh, yeah, no. Nah. Definitely on to bigger things for right now, and uh, you know I'll just I'll say this because I don't f- foresee us talking too much about the fight this weekend UFC 281, but I will be in a, in attendance for UFC 281 at MSG this weekend, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. Leaving tomorrow, uh, so it'll be an eventful weekend for sure. Of course, I mean good way to actually celebrate the moving on to something new. So. Of course, yeah. great way to celebrate. Yeah, really, it seems that way. So, yeah, definitely, I mean, I'm in the middle of a million fucking things right now. So as soon as we end this podcast, I'm going to, you know, be prepping for that trip because that's how I roll. I do everything last minute. <laughs> uh, you know, I just, got, I, I just got back from work about an hour and a half ago and then got things, got some things going for tomorrow, you know, did some laundry, haven't packed yet. So GTL. yeah, yeah, exactly. GTL shouts to Jersey, shouts to Jersey Shore, and uh, yeah, hopefully by what usually happens by one or two a.m. I should be about ready, and then uh, and then gotta get gotta get fresh before I go tomorrow. Of course, and get uh, and get Joe to cut me up about an hour or two before I head out tomorrow. So I mean, it'll be coming down to the wire anyway tomorrow as well. But it should be, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be an amazing trip. Never been to a fight before. We got good seats. Uh, it's a stacked card. Card looks yeah. amazing. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Of course. And weird, oddly enough, within the last two weekends, you did something going to a, you're going to go to a professional uh, fight, UFC fight. I went to my first ever football game last weekend. <laughs> Uh, shout out to Tony, played flag football with him, met him down here in Tampa, season ticket holder, had a couple of tickets, so Danny and I ended up going with him to the game, got to watch some Tom Brady magic happen, regardless of how the Rams were the Rams, but I got to watch some Tom Brady magic happen, which I never thought I'd see in person because of the point he's in his life, so I couldn't be more thankful than I got to get off, I be able to switch my schedule around, got off work, watch the game. It was an amazing time. Hey, great stuff. Great stuff for sure. Got a little, we had a little bit of the, uh, I mean, obviously not to the same um, extent, a little bit of that uh, Miami Heat game six going on where the Bucks didn't convert on fourth down with like a buck 50 left. So people were like, okay, this game's over. They left. People right next to me left. And then obviously touchdown scored with, I think, 13 or six seconds left, something along those lines. So. Mm. They missed out on uh they missed out on one of uh maybe ever one of Brady's last comeback drives ever. So 
I didn't. <laughs> they did. I didn't. For sure. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, I mean, just watching from my TV, it was a rough game to watch for sure. Yeah, it was uh, better there because obviously you have the atmosphere of people around and like you pick up on little different things being at the stadium, but it wasn't like a one of those games you write home about. Right, but great ending. Yeah. Great ending. So, uh, you know, glad you got to experience that because it was definitely a memorable ending for sure. For sure. And, I mean, beautiful segue into football. Uh, the Bucks, I can talk about them just to start off. They're in an interesting position right now. They're in a position to where they haven't looked good at all, really, all season. They're still, obviously, they're number one in their division because they have, they're probably in the worst division in football. And one of one of one, I was gonna say, AFC South. I mean, the AFC South could only argue just because they do have a team above 500, but like one of the two worst divisions in football for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're in a they're in a weirdly unique position to where they could go like eight and nine, nine and eight, win the division, and host someone like Daniel Jones. To where you're like, okay, if they especially if their last three games, like I think it's Arizona, um, Arizona, Atlanta, Carolina, they could possibly win those out, kind of get on a roll. So they're in a weird position to where they could make a semi-deep to deep playoff run as a team that right now I wouldn't call a contender just because of how the schedules lined up and how weird the NFC is this year. Yeah, they're fortunate. They're, yeah, they're fortunate very fortunate. If they were in the AFC right now, they would, they're out. Like I wouldn't even try to make an argument that they're in. They're just, they're just gone. They're done. They wouldn't be able to last. But they're yeah, in the NFC. I- like I'd say this, even though the record is what it is, um, you know, I just mentioned the AFC South, right? So AFC South, the Titans truly are the only good team in that division. The Colts are and, nothing. And the Titans are like a good team. They're not even a great team. They just know they're playing good defense right now. Obviously, Derrick Henry is King Henry, and they know what they are because they can't throw. Because Tannehill's not playing, and Malik Willis doesn't want look scared and allergic to throw the ball, so like they can't throw right now. They're just a running team. Yeah, Malik Willis isn't ready. No, um, but I mean themselves, like Rabel coaches his ass off. I said oh. it a million times how great of a coach I think Rabel is for sure. He's uh, easily top ten. So they're a good team. I'm mad. I I had them at nine and eight as well as the Colts, and I gave the Colts a nod in their preseason thing, and I like kicked myself over it. Not that it matters, but I kicked myself over it because my thing was, all right, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt in the matchup because of how well the Colts played last year. Now you're substituting Matt Ryan for Carson Wentz, and you know. And by the way, by the, if they still had Matt Ryan in right now. I think this Colts team is a little better. Like the the decision to bench Matt Ryan was wasn't even performance related. Uh, you know, it's damn near an economic decision. They don't want him to get injured behind that offensive line and not pay him. Uh, so, because I mean, Matt Ryan was playing much better than Sam Ellinger was playing. I mean, that kid looked lost against Belichick's defense on Sunday. I mean, you can't tell me that Matty Ice. At one point, they had one yard. No. So here's the, the thing. 
Here, you Matt, can't tell me Matty Ice couldn't throw down. Matty Ice could at least give you a few first downs, few completions against that Patriots defense. Matthew uh, Thomas Ryan. I'm looking at his full name right now. Matthew Thomas Ryan was not <laughs> playing good at all this year because he's leading the league in turnovers right now with the interceptions and fumbles together. But with me saying that, sorry to my Longhorns, he is much. He's better than Sam Ellinger, obviously. Like that yeah. is that is not. Yeah, no, I mean, so, like, look, they, I mean, <laughs> Matty Ice. He'd have them at least. They'd be at least in a wild card position right now. Like he just would. He is he is he Atlanta Matt Ryan? No, but is he a professional quarterback? Yes. Is he? More prone to turnovers now than in the past. Yes, could he still complete downfield? Yeah, I mean we saw him. He just had a comeback two weeks before he got benched. Where I mean, you know, people were still blitzing the hell out of him. He was taking hits and he's still completing twenty, thirty yard passes over the defense. Like he's still competent. They still yeah, could be in def- a better he's position. Definitely, now he's definitely still competent. They'd be in a better position. But I honestly think the Colts are. I they're tanking. They're, they, now they're they're, they're, yeah. I was gonna say now, now they like once they put in Sam Ellinger, that just let me know that this season didn't matter. They yeah. they don't care about this season at all because Matt Ryan, as you're you're right, he I was gonna say Matt Ryan would keep them semi relevant to the point where instead of ending the season, they might end they might not win another game. They might go through yeah. thirteen and one. Matt Ryan yeah. would maybe have them at a respectable seven nine and one. And they'd that, at least be listen. They'd be at least be in contention with Tennessee for that division lead right now. And I mean, they benched him after I believe what week four, week five, early. They benched him. Um, you know that offense. I believe, especially if Taylor gets healthy, they would have eventually caught a rhythm, and they eventually would have had a stretch where they won two or three consecutive games. You know, I don't think Indianapolis is a good team at all, especially with Frank Wright. And we'll get to their uh, hiring. Uh, let me get to my point, and then we can touch more on Indianapolis. Uh, you know, Tennessee's the only good team in that division. Jacksonville beats themselves up, mm-hmm. even though they got all the talent in the world. The Texans aren't good right now. They're young, though they're competitive in every game in the NFC South. Uh, or AFC South, sorry. NFC South, you genuinely, the Bucks aren't where they want to be. But when the Bucks are playing their best, coupled with the Falcons and how they played, coupled with the Saints, who are a very competitive team and got a ton of talent on the roster. you got three good teams in that NFC South. Uh, you know, the Saints have had problems. Dalton's been up and down. Uh, the Falcons, they're not explosive, but they're well-coached. They control the ball well. They don't beat themselves a ton. Mariota's done a great job with them. Uh, and they can... I mean, A, they run the ball effectively, and B, they'll put points up on the board quietly if they're if the other teams put up points. You know what I mean? They can yeah. kind of play through their competition. And then the Bucks, they got the most talent out of anybody and just have not played well. And they've been riddled by injuries. Mike Evans hasn't played well at all, which in turn leads to Tom Brady not looking the best, even though and, and I think he's a better quarterback. Go on. Yeah, and their defense hasn't looked good. And you can throw you can throw in this defense too. Yeah, no, I was so. gonna say their run defense has been the worst it's been in the last like half decade. There you can all you've always been able to throw on Tampa, but the thing about Tampa that made them so special was they made it so you couldn't run. Like they like yeah. they didn't they didn't allow you to run, so that that made defending the pass much easier because instead of getting third and fours where you can be in the run pass option, play actions are still a thing. They would be in those third and elevens to where it's like, okay, 
we know they're passing and we know they need to get 11 yards for a first. So you get Jason Pierre-Paul back in like a couple years ago. You get them coming downhill at you, Shaq Barrett. And then you have people like Jamel Dean who are able to just play play corner, play tight, and then play physical like they always have. This year yeah. they haven't been able to do that at all. And then offensively, they haven't been able to run the ball at all. So they have become that predictable team to where it's like, okay, Tom has to throw – be 45 years old throwing he just threw 58 passes last week yeah yeah no their offense like i said can't find any rhythm not at all fournette's been okay uh mike evans has been a disappointment godwin doesn't look the same uh and then like you mentioned on defense they're gonna you know looks like they can't stay on the field for like i was watching that game i was like oh julio ran a nice route julio ran another nice route then he ran a deep ball and then just came up limp and then was just kind of like limping his way off the field it's like he has a he has julio jones in like three route spurts like you'll see it you're like oh okay that kind of looks like that looks like end of the line Falcons Julio. Like obviously not prime prime, but it looks like a guy who could be like a legitimate receiver. And then he just limps off the field. And you're like, yeah. okay, all right, Julio. He has bad hamstrings. They're not Keenan Allen hamstrings, and they're not James Harden's hamstring, but they're he doesn't have great hamstrings. I mean, they might be worse at this point. They I mean, might who, be. Maybe not. Julio's Keenan. kind of falling. Julio's kind of falling off a cliff, and he's still relatively young. I mean, he's got to be early 30s. Yeah, yeah so you I'm, think he's like 33? I was Keenan Allen's hamstring, man, oh, man. I don't know what's – this is the worst hamstring injury I've in recent memory other than Harden's, which he, he said lingered for like two years. But, but I mean, Keenan I Allen mean, went into a bye at 95% and came out of the bye worse. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, you mentioned Julio. I mean, there's a chance. Shit. I mean, I'd almost – the way it's going, I mean, you don't want to play it like that, but – I would almost not shelve him, but you know, string him along almost to make sure he's ready for the postseason because they do have enough talent at receiver. I would pretty much. Want. I would pretty much like if you had run sixty snaps a game, <clears throat> ten, ten plays a game. <laughs> honestly, like I just at this point, you might you want him. He doesn't care about the regular season like that anymore. Like he's done. He's done his numbers in the regular season. He's an all time great receiver. You have, obviously, Mike Evans. You have uh, Chris Godwin. Scotty Miller made big plays down the stretch. Kate Otten, who is a random white tight end that Tom likes to find, is all right. Like They have enough to where their offense can be functional without Julio Jones, but he could. he's a guy who can make a couple big plays in the playoffs that could propel you forward in a divisional round. You said white tight end, like white tight ends are rare. No, 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 no. I know. I didn't say white tight. I didn't mean it like they're rare. I more so just meant it like this random guy that Tom likes to find that is that actually does like decently well, like because no one knows the name Cade Otten, but he actually has done decent for the Bucks this season. Because Tom just finds those random guys out of nowhere, like oh, he's actually okay. He's okay. Yeah, I would say this about the Bucks, like pretty much to echo what you said. Uh, I mean, the pros is they're somehow first in the division, mm-hmm. tied with the right now, with talent coming back. Like it looks like they're gonna lose Shaquille Barrett for some time. Antoine Woodfield's been injured. Um, Godwin has not looked the same, and as you mentioned, Julio. But they got a ton of season left. Like we, we legitimately do not know what these standings. Are gonna look like this shit is still a crapshoot all across the league. Yeah, um, 
and we're not even to Thanksgiving yet. Uh, we got what nine weeks left still. This uh, is week eleven. Week 10. Man, so. Week ten. So, week 10, we so got, yeah, we got eight weeks left. Yeah, eight weeks left. A ton of playoff picture. I mean, you know, the playoff picture could look completely different in three weeks. Probably will look different. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, you got the Bucks there who look shaky, but they got the pedigree. Uh, they do have the talent. Atlanta as a whole probably looks better. They're just not explosive. So I think it'll come down to those two. I think yeah, both will keep it'll the pace. come down to those two. But. Yeah, I think Atlanta will continue to be competitive, and I think Tampa will continue to be wishy-washy maybe up until about the week 14 range. And if they can find the rhythm right around there, hey, that's exactly where you want to be. Because Tom, as long as Tom Brady doesn't get injured, yeah, he hasn't looked great he hasn't looked the same as he has in years past but he's still got enough arm talent still he hasn't he's not terrible like, like the thing with tom is he more so just looks out of rhythm rather than rather than like washed like yeah, there, his game some, hasn't- I was gonna say, there have been some throws where like he doesn't have the same deep ball he used to like there's sometimes like, it's more so a couple throws that i saw at the game it was like oh he's under throwing mike evans a little bit rather than leading him as he would obviously back in his day or even a couple years ago with Tampa. But this year, the good thing about Tom is he's 10 touchdowns, only one pick. Like he's at least the one thing. And that one pick was week one. So he hasn't turned the ball over. I think other than one fumble maybe, but he's just been at least keeping the ball with the offense so they can at least play the punt game and those kind of things. They're not getting um, the ball in plus territory. Right. They're not losing because of Tom Brady. Yes. So, uh, you know, if we transition from an older quarterback who wears the number 12 to another older quarterback who wears the number 12 in Wisconsin, uh, the Green Bay Packers quarterback, uh, he, you mentioned Brady doesn't look washed. Aaron Rodgers looks cooked. Uh, The Green Bay Packers are cooked, I believe. I don't know what... I don't know what the future holds for them, but Green Bay is officially a bad team. I think this was damn near everybody's last resort for them was this Lions game. I think I think most people thought like I did. I thought this was the game against Detroit's weak-ass defense where on Green Bay was finally— On pace to allow the most points in NFL history, the Lions. Right. Like I, I thought Green Bay was going to come in put up some points, gain some yardage, get some rhythm in the run game. As you said last week, they found some sort of rhythm against Buffalo. Um, they found some rhythm 20 to 20. They they got exactly. down the field. They just like Aaron Rodgers made three terrible mistakes in the red that zone. That he would never make in the red zone. Two of them damn near at the goal line. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one where he could have just literally threw a fly ball to the offensive lineman. That was yeah, that was so bad. That was five and, yards underthrown. That was that was god awful. In any season of Aaron Rodgers' career, rookie otherwise, uh, I don't ever see him making that throw. He was terrible. He he lost in that game. Uh, uh, you know, Green Bay's defense kept him in that game. Rodgers was the one who hurt him. Three red zone picks. Like yeah. in what world? If I said, if I gave you, I mean, Keenan, we just talked about how Matt Ryan's taking a step back. If I told you Matt Ryan through three red zone picks, we'd say, okay, he's washed, but damn, you know, that's that's a far far way to fall from where Matt Ryan was. He was once an MVP candidate, at least he at was, his best. He was an MVP. That, was uh, he? Yeah, no, 20, that Super Bowl season. 
When they lost to the Patriots, he won MVP that year, 38 touchdowns, seven picks. That's just that. That's not me looking. I think it was 38 to seven. Man, that's weird. That's still weird to say. But yeah, so Matty Ray, Matty Ice, an MVP at one point, and it'd still be weird. Even Ben Roethlisberger last year, he he been washed for two or three years. I don't think he ever had three red zone picks. You know, two of them being inside the five. You know what I mean? No, those uh, they were bad. And here's a Rogers has played nine games this year. He has thrown seven picks. He's played over the last two seasons, regular seasons, he's played 34 games. He's thrown nine picks. So I in, can't even. So in 34 so games, he's been, yeah, that's crazy. I'm so intrigued. I don't think there's any way they get to a wild card spot. I think they're done. Yeah, they'll probably pick it up a little bit and find some rhythm. But They have like you a got 5% right, chance. Right. And, you know, if they go into that game and it's the running back fumbling the ball, and receivers dropping the ball maybe into an interception, or the defense is giving up yards to Goff, then I'm saying, damn, we feel bad for Aaron Rodgers. That game was completely on Aaron Rodgers. Three Mm -hmm. red zone picks. One, okay. Two, that's surprising. And you still got time at the end. Three, and you still had time at the end, and you still couldn't make throws, and you just looked out of rhythm, and you just don't look the same. Man, I just don't. I don't even know what I would do if I was a Packers fan. And they gave him that large deal. Yeah, uh, he's making. He's gonna be making fifty million. I mean, I mean, he's gonna be known as Charles Rogers until his middle name is Charles. So he's now known as Charles Rogers until we find Charles Aaron Rod- back. Charles <laughs> Rogers. Uh, yeah, man. I don't. I don't know. I mean, there's literally a world where, I mean, it could be the Peyton Manning thing where they. Hey man, we're not gonna make you go, but either retire or you know you're gonna get cut, kind of thing. You know, so maybe we'll I, see that. I can see, see him getting traded though. I can't imagine him getting cut. Like I, because I think, because like obviously, right now he does not look good at all. But Listen, Peyton still, got cut. Peyton Manning got cut. And he still had plenty of football left, as we saw. Rogers uh, looks good. But I was gonna say that was a neck thing. That's that one's hard. That was yeah and. That, the, and the last we saw him, he at least looked good. Rogers, the last we saw him, he threw three picks against the Lions in the red zone. No, he's no. He, I was gonna say, Rogers doesn't look good now. They're them making the playoffs is dead pretty much because you have three teams out of the NFC East because it's going to be the Cowboys, the Giants, and Eagles. Not obviously in that order. Then you've got the Seahawks who are six and three. You've got the Forty ers who are four and four. Kudos to the Seahawks, by the way. Pete Carroll is almost like. He's trying to pencil his way. Him, Dayball, and then Seriani for three coaches of the year right now, off the top of my head. Um, but then the 49ers, they're four and four, but we all think the 49ers are gonna I mean, they just they have Debo, they have Christian McC- they'll be fine. So four and that, four and a the talent and contender pedigree. Oh yeah, for a hundred percent. And obviously they're two games ahead of the Packers in the loss column too. So so there's that. I like I like the bear. Like I was off the Bears. I you know talk shit about the Bears. I've ate crow on the Bears. I think the Justin, Bears got a better. Justin Fields, man, oh boy, electric. <laughs> they've they've got a better chance at the playoffs for sure than the Packers and the Lions. To my to my guy, uh, they, the, the, I don't um, know if the they'll Bears, make it, but I think they got a better chance. I don't think they will. But the Bears went from being a terrible offense to an explosive offense, all because they were like, wait a second. Justin Fields can run, run like he ran before. Like I'm not like he ran for 
like his first five games this season, the most he ran for was 50 yards. The last four games, it's been 88, 82, 60, and then obviously a buck 78 last week, and it was like he's he's just electric right now. And the way he's Let running is show. The, I was gonna say it's it's not Lamar, but man, it's not Vic, but man, is it creep? It's close. It's not like it's like the sixty yard one yard run he had. It was electric. Yeah, he's often the best athlete field and yeah, oh, yeah, yeah absolutely they're fun the dolphins are fun i mean i still have my I, I still have my questions about the dolphins because i mean we saw what we saw but i mean hey they're what six and oh seven and oh now when six, six and oh and two of plays and they're tough the thing the thing they're about tough. the dolphins that is interesting is they can It'll be interesting to see how they play in the cold, cold, just because they have, obviously, with their track stars and everything, see how Tua slings it. Tua's been throwing the ball well this year, but they it can go back and forth with high-scoring off like high scoring teams. Like So if the Chiefs, you know how, the, obviously, the Chiefs will get rolling, the Bengals can get rolling, the Bills, they can match point for point with them because of the, elect, um, the fact that Tyreek Hill is so great. They have Jalen Waddle, who is probably like top three for second best like best best second receiver in the league so it's like they're they're electric offensively and they're fun <coughs> that, that was say they're another fun team certainly yeah no they uh their offense is exciting um you know i'll be interested to see them more in in late game situations yeah. uh big game situations you know they still got a game with the pats they still have the bills you know, they'll have a lot of challenging games. Excuse me. Um, so much. I mean, now all of a sudden with this Josh Allen injury, we got more questions than ever in the AFC they, East than we thought. The um, Bills might not. Because, like, if you would have asked two weeks ago, you would have been like, okay, so the Bills, we didn't, no one thought that really the Bills were going to lose to the Jets. Uh, so you would have been like, okay, the Bills have kind of locked up the one seed pretty much unless, like, something catastrophic happens because they have the tiebreaker with the Chiefs. They've got the AFC East kind of locked up, but now it's like okay, they have, they're zero two in the division, losing to the six and three Jets in the six and three Dolphins. If Josh Allen has to miss a couple weeks with this injury, they could drop to six and four. The Dolphins, I, I would believe more in the Dolphins and the Jets for sure, but the Dolphins easily could overtake them, and the Dolphins could win the AFC East because of that. Or you let. The way the Patriots are sacking the quarterback right now, we're not, I'm not counting them out. Like they're only one, they're one game back in the win column of the Bills, who are obviously six and two, and we're five and four. But like the defense for the for New England's looking spooky. So I'll say this: Judon has been the best player no one's talked about this season. Yeah, <laughs> Judon looks like all pro. Yeah, no, there was no one's talked about him. He's leading the league in sacks. He has twelve through seven games or through nine games. And three last week, uh, I mean, he had a stretch, especially in the first half of the year last year, where his numbers suggested all pro, but he was more accumulating sacks than, you know, maybe being hellacious. This year, he's hellacious. He's been unguardable. He's been unguardable. And, he's uh, just not he's just he's, not as flashy or, like, twitchy as someone like Micah Parsons. He's not Aaron Donald. He's not Miles Garrett. He's just yeah. fundamentally sound going to get to the... like. It's kind of like Robert Quinn two years ago. He had 18 and a half sacks and no one talked about it. They're like, oh, it's just 
It's like he's just and played that, really good football this year. And you'll hear more about him in a few weeks if the Pats keep winning, especially. But uh, yeah, you know, I think he has been fairly explosive. Like he's jumping off the line. He oh, is oh, definitely quarterback. Definitely. So I'd say it's more explosion than fundamentals. But I mean, he's become such a more well-rounded player this year. He's been better in the run game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, better just tackling. Period in the open field. Um, I definitely agree he's been more explosive. I was just meaning in comparison to someone like Micah or to someone like Aaron Donald. Sure. But, you know, he's definitely been explosive. Micah makes everybody look like a mere mortal damn near. So yeah. Micah's sure. a different player. For sure. But, uh, I mean, I mean, you mentioned it. This AFC East, let me just say this. This is about as nice as you're going to hear me get about a fellow division rival. You know, if this is the season where everyone's on the Bills – and then Josh Allen has an injury that could possibly, I don't want to say anything here, but I mean, it's possible that he could just miss the season, the rest of the season. I don't think that'll happen, but it's possible, yeah, right? That, that injury is more serious than people are like giving it credit for. That's like a legitimate throwing Roethlisberger injury. Had a, Roethlisberger had a similar injury, and he had to sit for nine months. Uh, you know, it's a surgery in baseball that it would sit you down for damn near two years. It's not as serious in football, but it could just, damage their season this year uh-huh. um, if that's the case and this year of all years for buffalo i genuinely feel bad for buffalo bills fans period yeah. and well, i'm yeah. not gonna that's that's gonna be the last thing i say that's nice about an afc east fall right there the, um, um, this was supposed to be their year that's but all. if that's the case if that's the case and let's say he does play let's say he plays and he's clearly hampered and the bills are clearly not the same and you know, then it'll it will literally be a free for all. Shouts to the Jets and everything they're doing for being six and three. I completely see them falling off the rest of the way. I do. Zach Wilson's just not good. I think at one point he was gonna be benched this past game with the Bills. I think they had their backup warming up, Mike White, at one point. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I'm granted out of here. Shit. Mac Jones, has he looked good this year? No, no, but at least he missed three or four games. At least he's under a new offense, I guess. But that's about as much bail as I'm going to shoot Mac Jones right now. I can agree. I can. I think, obviously, if there was one of the four teams in the AFC East that were going to fall off, I would say it would be the Jets. I think they could probably end the season 9-8. and eight. They could be above 500. Because yeah, they, the, they, the they can beat the Bears. I'm looking at their schedule right now. They could beat the Bears. Then they play the Vikings, they play the Bills. I think those are both losses. The Bills will be interesting, obviously, because it's a divisional game, but it's in Buffalo. And that's a kind of revenge game a little bit for Buffalo. So they could be. The Bills and Josh Allen, more Josh Allen specifically, he played his worst game of the year against the Jets. Definitely. Credit to the Jets' defense, Mm -hmm. but, you know, I mean, he's looked really good this season. He has. He's looked like an all pro as well. Um, and then uh, they play the Lions, they play the Jags, those are the other two ones, and they play the Seahawks at the end of the year, and they play the Dolphins at the end of the year. Those two I think they'll probably lose. But the, the Patriots have a tough schedule at the end of their season as well, but this I was going to say this game this week again, or not this week, sorry, next week against the Jets, huge game. Huge game, and it's at? home i believe it is at right? home that's- yes it's at home and then that's and then they go to thursday and they play the vikings if they can go back to back with that eek, seven and four that's looking i, I mean think- they, oh, they got the bills and they got, they got the cardinals the raiders they, they i have get, no they idea get the 10 i have no idea about 
the Vikings game. I'd probably, if you ask me right now, I'd probably pick the Vikings to win that game, especially at home. But you just never know with primetime Kirk. But uh, that's, 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 that's late night Thanksgiving. So that's real primetime. I'll say this about the Jets game. So we got the Jets, both of us, the Jets and the Pats coming off the bye. Yeah. Uh, I have zero counted zero fear of zach wilson all right oh, like, absolutely zero he, fear of zach wilson if he if he goes out and beats belichick's defense what you just saw with belichick in that pass rush what uche and judon and everyone else just did against ellinger i don't see wilson doing that every game wilson's played against the pats he's had zero success uh pat patriots still what 13 games and running now against the jets now we got a home game against them coming off a bye and we know what belichick's like coming off a bye Sure, I believe it'll be a competitive game. Oh, yeah, the, the, um, the Jets' defense is too good right now to make it not like a decently competitive game. But Jets, exactly, Jets' defense is good. It's for real. If Mac Jones, if he can happen to just have a good game, his best game was probably that Ravens game, and he threw two back-breaking picks. If he can play good and not turn the ball over and actually put up points, like get some downfield production, if that's the case... Uh, I don't see the Jets having a chance. And if he can build confidence on that, I don't want to say sky's the limit for the Pats because that's a little audacious. But, I mean, you know, things – your season looks a little bit different if you get two games of consistency out of Max. We haven't even seen it. We haven't seen four quarters of consistency out of Max this year. And and that's the unfortunate thing, and they're still five and four. Um, But – I was say that's the fortunate thing is they're still five and four without having any amount of consistency out of the starting quarterback position all year long. Uh, but the Jet, I would say, I'm not concerned really with the Jets at all. The only thing would be is if Max turning the ball over like crazy and the Jets were able to house one. That would be the only concern. But otherwise, like if it's fourth quarter and it's a say a seventeen thirteen game and. Zach Wilson has to go drive the field for a touchdown. The amount of fear I'll have is zero. So, <laughs> so I would agree with you. The amount of fear I'll agree. have is zero. I have absolutely zero fear. It's not like I have more fear, much more fear of Kirk Cousins and the amount of fear I'd have with Kirk Cousins. I know he's had a lot of decent amount of comeback drives actually, but I still would have maybe like 10% fear with Kirk Cousins. Yeah. It's not uh, Josh Allen. It's not Mahomes. It's not Burrow. It's not Herbert. It's not these other guys like it's it's kirk cousin uh, zach wilson (laughs) it's zach Wilson. yeah and uh i mentioned this a few weeks ago and now it's even more true now uh the top two divisions in football are both east divisions the nfc and the afc east so i mean you got all everybody in the afc east is winning right now they all got winning records Mm -hmm. uh commanders i believe now are one game under obviously we got the eagles undefeated Cowboys with two losses and the Giants. Two losses. They're both six. Two, two losses. Two losses coming off a bye. Uh, if there's one team in the NFC you think is gonna fall apart, I think your number one candidate, who's in the playoff picture right now, would be the Giants. They have not a lot of talent compared to a the teams ahead of them and b even some teams behind them. There's teams that are more talented. They're just well coached and know who they are. And the thing is uh, with I, them, they haven't one convincingly all season like every game has been a one possession game and at i mean minnesota's kind of on the same thing right now like all of their games have been one possession too but the they don't re- they can't really extend the ball down the field all that much the 
allure with them is Dan, they have such a great running attack because of the fact that Daniel Jones can actually run. They obviously have Saquon, who's one of the best backs in the league, and then they play very stout defense. So they, I was going to say, they're, as you just said, they're a team who knows exactly what they need to do and exactly who they are to win football games. And so credit to them, for sure, because they are still winning these football games. But they're, I, they could fall off, but all at the same time, it's hard because I could see them really finishing now with 12 wins. They play the Texans this week. They play I, the Lions. I, what? I can't see 12. I can see 11. I can see, Actually, I can see if 11. They, if they get to 10, they're in. So all they need is four more, and I could absolutely see that. But the way – I mean, they're one injury away. I mean, if you – if Saquon, for some reason, just misses well, two games. of course. Games, yeah. That – that puts them out of the picture. I, I'm I'm rooting for them, which is weird to say as a as a Patriots fan. I'm they're such a weird team. I want to see them in the playoffs. I want to see three NFC East teams in the playoffs. I think it's the nineties. Uh, but uh, this whole this whole league has been it's felt like the nineties. The way how low scoring it is, the quarterback positions damn near hasn't mattered this year at all. Uh, it's it only been matters such with like the, yeah, it only matters with like the elite of elites, like it did back in the like you had your Marinos, your Elways, your Montana, like it did like Randall Cunningham, like it mattered with those guys. But it really hasn't because Brady and Rogers haven't been anything, and well, your quarterbacks, no, I, your quarterbacks to write home about have been Geno, Kirk Cousins, Mahomes, and the young guys. You know, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I, you, mean, you, I mean, yeah, like Mahomes, the Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, like those three have been like your best three quarterbacks pretty much like consistently. And then obviously like the next class would be Gino, Jalen Hurts. And there might be someone else I'm forgetting. Otua would be like those next three, like right underneath them for this year. And no one going into the league this year would have said any of them are even remotely top 10. But they're playing like top five quarterbacks in Gino, Tua, and um, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, Gino's been amazing. This this Germany game is fascinating to me because I think it really is a momentum game for the Bucks. Uh, and, you know what? We'll get in. Coming off of that, let's go our picks right now. Um, yeah, the one thing I wanted to just say before we get right into picks is the Giants could win eleven. They have the Texans this week. I think they'll beat the Texans at seven and two. But then they have the Lions. They also have the Commanders twice. They do have the Colts. The Commanders will be interesting because they that's one they could split, but I think they'll at least split. So I think at worst, honestly, they have 10 wins because then yeah, they have a game against the Cowboys, they have an Eagles, and then the Giants, and, the, and then another Eagles game. So those four they <laughs> probably will lose, but obviously they're division games, so you never really know. Yeah, those Commanders games are uh, they're those, are gonna t- those Commanders games are going to tell it because the Commanders are not a bad team at all. Uh, they're very similar to the Giants as far as their low scoring, their hard nose. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, really, uh, you know, if you want to say your grandfather's football team kind of teams, you know, that's what they run the ball, they play defense, they don't turn the ball that's over. That's how it's supposed to be played. <laughs> All right. And the commanders can actually throw the ball down the field a little bit. They got some explosion, but I mean, for the most part, they don't try to beat themselves too much, and they got a defensive-minded coach in Ron Rivera. Yep. Um, but I can't wait. Last thing before we move on to picks, but I cannot wait for these Giants, like Giants Cowboys on Thanksgiving, and then Giants Philly. I cannot wait for these Giants Eagles Jersey Turnpike game. Like these are gonna be, and then you still got Eagles Cowboys, still got Commanders against all these guys too left. 
they still got one game apiece against everybody, I believe. And like you said, two against the Giants. Uh, I cannot wait for these NFC East battles. You're going to see a lot. You'll probably see a lot of these games get flexed to the Sunday night spot as the season goes on. I like the and, I like uh, the thurs, uh, the Thanksgiving slate. Like you have, uh, to have, I, you have to have the have the Lions. So you have to have the Lions. They play the Bills. That game. I wish they were playing a different. I wish they were playing a worse team just so it could have been like a shootout because the Lions seem to be able to put up points at home. And then obviously, as you just said, you have the Giants, Cowboys, and then as we've talked about earlier, we have the Patriots, Vikings. Like those are. Such a weird matchup. That is such a weird matchup, but I'm happy. It's weird that they didn't put. It's weird that they didn't put. They probably thought the Jets were going to be worse, but it's weird they didn't put Pat's Jets there, or at least someone. Maybe an if they were going to put Vikings there, go NFC, NFC, and then if there was the Pats, go AFC. Yeah, you get a a team you see more. Like it would make more sense if you had Vikings, Lions, and Bills, Patriots. You had two divisional games, like because you would add three divisional games. All on Thanksgiving, teams that kind of had like the Vikings and Lions. I think that would have been a good game. The Lions typically play the Vikings pretty tough. Obviously, Cowboys Giants is Cowboys Giants, and then Bills Patriots would have been a great closer to the night. That would have made more sense to me as now that you're saying it to switch those two. But I'm still not mad at the slate. No, it's a great slate. I mean, you know, we've had some bad. We've had some bad ones. That Lions twelve thirty game. That'll be the typical. Which is weird that no one just play it at one, but that's a discussion for another day. They got some weird time slots besides a prime time. But Lions every year, you can count on the Lions basically trying to play spoiler. Like they're always the underdog in that game because they're never never the better team, it seems like. They're always oh. playing against the Packers, playing against somebody, or it's just a game like it'll be them against the Bears in a bad season. You got who the fuck cares about this game? Yeah. But, I was gonna say you're yeah, just watching you know, the puppy you know, show, yeah. like that's the puppy bowl that's all you care about. <laughs> you don't actually care about yeah. the game. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe they'll play spoiler against the Bills and get a win against a banged up Bills team. Uh last thing I wanted to say about last weekend of football was the Falcons Chargers game was one of the most bizarre endings I've ever seen with Eckler losing the ball. Yeah. The Falcons coming away with it, looking like they're gonna possibly build towards putting the game away and then their alignment just fumbles the football unimpeded loses the football i'll repeat unimpeded just lost the football because i don't know apparently he's not used to running the football charges get it back get back in the field goal range charges win never seen that no that was that was a wild <laughs> wild ending to last week but on to, to that game last week i should say Ready to do picks? I am ready to do picks. All right. We got so, a game going on right now. Zero, got a game going on right now. Zero, I'll just zero, tell you. So. 3-0. Oh, it's 3-0. Sorry, I thought Pan- it was there. Panthers are up. The line was originally, I believe it was three for Atlanta, and it's in Carolina. It might have been four and a half at one point, but I, I think it's we'll I think it. it was three. I think you're at a three. We're at three, and now it's... Carolina favored by two and a half. So we'll go live odds. Keenan, Carolina's up by three. Do you think Atlanta comes back and wins? Let me put live here. Yes. So we got I agree with Carolina's you. favored by how much? Two and a half right now. Carolina. And we don't have to put this necessarily when we do it. Completely up to you, but okay. I'll oh, give I you might. what it is right now. I might, honestly. Um, but yeah, no, I think Atlanta's going to still win this game. Like Final score. They're just better. I would have this game in like the 23... To twenty range. 
23-20. I'm going to say 25-17 Falcons. Okay. I like it. All right. All right. This is the most intriguing one to me right here. Uh, Seahawks, Buccaneers in Germany, 930 game, weird time zone. Bucks, for some reason, are favored by two and a half. Um, so this is weird to me because I think the Bucks pulled one out of their ass last week, as you saw up close, right? Mm-hmm. Excuse me here. So the Bucks pull one out. They that could very well be the thing that just turns their season and their camaraderie around, right? Yeah, yeah. So it could turn turn the tides on their season a little bit. You know, you get a good miracle win, and now you're going out of the country. You're facing the Seahawks team, and you're favored. So yeah, I mean, they win this game, they go to five and five. They're still at the top of the division, even if Atlanta wins. Uh, and then you come back to the States. I'm sure they have a little mini buy. I'm not sure what their schedule looks like, but you're feeling good. You're feeling better than you did two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I have no clue why Tampa Bay's favorite because Seattle is better in every respect. Geno's playing his ass off. Kenny Walker running his ass off. Pete Carroll coaching his ass off. And this defense is playing their ass off. Uh, that's quadruple ass off right there. Never been done before on the war about it. There you go. <laughs> But uh, the only reason I could see the Seahawks losing this game is because it's in Germany and the time change and all that. It's a 14 and it's just hour weird. flight for them. Just, yeah, just a weird game, almost like a Super Bowl because it's so weird. You're playing in Germany, you're isolated, you're away from all the noise that is American media. Um, that's the only. So I could absolutely see this being a close game and the Bucks winning only for that reason. Literally only for that reason. So this game perplexes me. It really does. Uh, I'll say this. I think it's a field goal game. I think it's somewhat low scoring. Uh, I'm going to say 23-20 Seahawks. Okay. And that is not a stupid pick. I think that's probably the smart move. That's that's a smart pick. The way Tom Brady reacted in the press conference after the win – he looked like he had joy again in football. And that the way that the game ended. Like if they would have just beat the Rams, say they beat the Rams 21 to 17 in just regular fashion because they're better than the Rams are cuz the Rams are bad. I think I think I would have gone with the Seahawks. When you have emotional when I think they're going to ride the high of that honestly. And Tom's been great. I mean this is obviously different, but Tom's been great out of um in international games, he's three and zero. I'm looking at the Patriots actually have won. They're one thirteen into twenty two in the three games, so they've just had three. Yeah, uh, he had he had blows. very similar stats in all of them. Yeah. It's like all over three hundred and thirty yards, three touchdowns. Yeah, he's gonna say he's like ten. He has ten passing touchdowns with ten, which is the most. So I think that he's. Gonna and by the way, a- I think I think that's the kind of thing Brady cares about. So that's the kind of stuff that makes me weary of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, yeah, I would not be surprised at all to see the Bucks come away with a win, a close win, but a win. I've got a 27 to 23 game. And I think Tampa starts to get that offense clicking a little bit. They got, they had it a little bit against, um, they found it a little bit against the Ravens. The first couple drives, they found it a little bit against the Rams, obviously at the end. I think that they're going to start to find it. 
I mean, I know they're not consistent. I don't, I'm not sure if they're going to be consistent. Yeah, I think they're going to start to find it. I got Tampa 27-23 riding the high of the last game. Okay, okay. Next, we got Jags at Kansas City. Kansas City is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, I think Kansas City wins this game 28-20. I personally have KC winning this game. I think this game will probably be along the lines of like 34 to 21. I don't see there being any issues with Jacksonville. I could see that happening. Jacksonville usually, like I said, tends to beat themselves. They will turn the ball over. ETN's running the ball very well right now. That's the one uh, thing that can make this game closer. It's the fact that he is playing great. And Jacksonville, they do have a good defense. They yep. can play defense. They have talent on the defense. I could see them, you know, giving Mahomes problems. Mm-hmm. Thing is, this game's at Kansas City, so yeah, I could see, I could see Kansas City putting up something in the thirties, which in that case, Jacksonville does not have a chance. Yeah. Uh, but next game we got Texans at Giants. Giants are a five and a half point favorite. Uh, it's going to be a weird game. It's going to be an ugly game. The Texans are besides that Eagles game which they were in it up until early in the fourth quarter. Texans are in every game. Um, shit. 23-17 Giants, I'll go with. Because, yeah, it's going to be an ugly game. It's going to be – I would not be surprised. The Texans aren't good, but I would not be surprised if the Texans came away with a win here. Uh, you know, this Giants team is just perplexing. They, in every stat line – they look like a bad team, but their records would suggest they are literally a playoff team. You are so what your record says you are, I guess. It's what they say, but they're they're one of the worst six and two teams you'll ever see. Yeah, they're, uh, not, they're not great, but you know what? They are six and two, so to they've won close games, and that's been good for them. You said twenty three twenty Giants. Twenty three. I'll go twenty three. I'll go 23-17 Giants. 23-7. I got 24-21 Giants. I I think this game is going to be close because I don't think the Giants know how to play a blowout. <laughs> I just think they don't know Absolutely. how to blow out a team. Absolutely. And Bills can throw the ball and they can run the ball. So, I mean, I could see – I could definitely see a world where uh, they lose – or, yeah, the Giants lose this game. And I definitely think the Texans will at least cover here mm-hmm. at that five-and-a-half. Uh, Lions, Bears – I say that. Wait, wait, wait. I just said, I'm yeah. such a fucking hypocrite. I said I see, think they're going to cover, and then I think they're going to win by six. I was going to call you the out Giants on that, but that's okay. Uh- Everybody, <laughs> just say shut the fuck up, Kyle. Everybody who's listening, just say shut the fuck up, Kyle. That's all you got to say, because I clearly don't even believe the shit that I'm saying. Uh, Lions at Bears. Bears are a three-point favorite. Could see this going either way as well. Bears seem like the hotter team, even though the Lions are coming off a win and the Bears are coming off a loss. I think this is going to be a fun game, a shootout. I see 31-28 Bears. Shouts to Gino Lett, shouts to Joe. Yes, 100%. Um, I've got the Bears as well. You have them 31-28. I have them in a 28-27 game. I think this game is going to be very close, and Justin Fields is going to leave him down for a drive, and we're going to start talking about Justin Fields as being the next guy. 
Not, not okay. That, I'm not that. It's not. I mean, sorry. Media is going to talk about Justin Fields being the next guy. Let me not make it seem like that. Go on. Interesting. All right. So next we got the Saints favored by a point and a half at the Steelers. Uh, Steelers aren't the most talented team, so not really sure about that line. Uh, let me take this time to talk about the Ravens, though, because they have a bye week this week. We did not talk about them. They put the clamps on the Saints. That defense looked explosive. Yeah, that looked Roquan thump. Smith instant impact. He's look he looks really good. Looked like something out of the Ravens of yesteryear with Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and T Sizzle and all them. Uh, you know, we said the Ravens would be in that next group behind the Bills and the Chiefs. And that we could absolutely picture them beating either one of those teams. I feel even better about that. That's how uh, they have to, if they're gonna beat them, that's how they have to do it. They're not they're not winning shootouts that defense, with them. If that defense plays well enough, oh man, I mean they're just, it's gonna be just like we've seen. Like we saw against the Bills. It's gonna be a one score game. It's gonna be. Uh, you know, Lamar, the score point the total get the scoring total gets the worst chance the Ravens have to win those games. I agree. And I also think they could still even somehow win those oh, games. They could get a 34-31 win against the Bills. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying if I saw a 34-31, I'm thinking the Bills are the Chiefs won. If I saw a 23-20, I could definitely see the Ravens winning that game more. But go on. Yeah, absolutely. And Lamar's not playing his best football. Uh, look out for Lamar. If he, start, if he starts stringing them together here late in the season, look out, especially if the Bills – Take a you know take a dip here, look out league for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Saints Steelers, I think the Saints win this one. We'll say twenty four or sixteen Saints. I think the Saints are a better team. I don't really have a full feel of this game, so I'm just gonna go with a twenty to thirteen Saints win. Here's another weird one, just because last we saw this team, they put the hurt on the Bengals. It's the Browns at the Dolphins who are looking officially explosive. Dolphins are favored at three and a half or by three and a half. It's another one I could absolutely see the Browns winning. By the way, I believe this is the last game before he who should not be named, Deshaun Watson, comes back. Um, I think there's a couple more. He, I think he comes back week 13 and it's against the Texans because I think he's suspended now for 12. But I believe he comes back against the Texans. I could be wrong about that, but I thought it was Can we against confirm the that? Um, Here, I'll look. I'll, I'll be quick. I'll be quick. He suspended 11 games. So, this is not... He won't be coming back this week. He will be coming back week 13, and it will be against the Texans. Oh, he's coming back. So, you're right. He does have a couple more. They got the Bills, then they got the Bucks after this game. Bills yeah, and Bucks and the then, Dolphins. Yep. He will be coming back against the Texans in Houston, <laughs> which because I remember looking at it instantly and being like, "Okay, this is this couldn't be written better." He's coming back to Houston first game. Oh goodness! So must win for the Browns for them to have any hopes here. Definitely, just because the Bengals and the Ravens. And Vegas seems to really not be able to quit the Browns for whatever reason. They do have a lot of talent. You can throw on their secondary. Dolphins just got to feel good about their offense. That defense didn't look much better, even with Shove. Uh, 
I'm going to go, I'm going to say the Browns keep pace with the Dolphins, actually. I'm going to say a 28-27 victory for the Dolphins. I have the Dolphins winning as well. I got them in a 31-28 to game. And I think... 31-20 or 28? 28. 31-28 game. I think that this is going to be another close game. But uh, Jacoby hasn't been great late in games. So I think that might continue. Okay, okay. I almost... No, won't do it. (laughs) I want to pick them. Yeah, give me the Browns. Just give me the Browns. 28-27 Browns? Yeah, I'll flip it there. Yeah. Okay. I love it. I love it. I don't, right. I don't Vikings, think that's crazy, but I think. Vikings at Bills. This line was once upon a time seven and a half, but now that it's possibly Case Keenum or an injured Josh Allen, it's three and a half Bills. So Vikings at Bills. This was going to be the game where we really found out. I mean, even last game, command, or, uh, Vikings were down to the commanders by 10. Kirk pulls them back. So that's. I mean, that's like, we'll give them half a point there for uh, showing us something. But this is going to be the real one. We're like, all right, Vikings coming in at 7-1. and one. Uh, If it's Keenum, I'm going to go with the Vikings. Uh, I'm just going to go with the Vikings anyway. I'm going to pick as if Keenum's playing. I'm going to say Vikings 28, Bills 22. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to... I'm going to pick if both uh, both lines, I'm going to obviously it'd be different scores, but I'm going to, regardless, I'm picking Buffalo to win this game, and I've got this game 24 to 21. I think this is a game where we see how good Buffalo's defense really is. All right, here's your game of the week right here. Broncos at Titans. Titans are favored by two and a half. It's not my game of the week. Titans by two and a half. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, Russ will be playing this game, I'm sure. Is Tannehill playing? Does anyone know? Uh, I don't think he is. I think Malik Willis is still in. Really? I, I, I think, uh, from what I've seen and what I've looked at, like fantasy wise and thing, I think Malik Willis is still slotted to play. All right. Well, in that case, I'm going Bronco. With a final score of eleven to ten. <laughs> oh goodness! Um, Derrick Henry's gonna muster up two touchdowns. I understand Bron- the Broncos' defense is really, really good. I think the I think Tennessee can get to twenty, and God knows that even though it's happened twice this year and it did happen last week late in games, I will not probably bet for the rest of the season for Denver to get above sixteen. So. It's going to be 20 to 16, Tennessee. Tennessee has a good pass rush. This Broncos defense is much better than the uh, the Chiefs defense, though. I don't oh, see. Definitely. The, the Broncos defense is real, real. If the Broncos had an any semblance of an offense, this team would definitely be like a contender. But I don't think Russ is. I don't think Russ is Seattle Russ, but I don't think Russ is washed in the way uh, Aaron Rodgers is. So I feel like if he did certain things like get out of the pocket, there's some life for this Broncos team. But their coach is terrible. Russ seems committed to just staying in the pocket. But I do think they win this game. Malik Willis just isn't ready yet. You know, I feel uh-huh. I feel about Malik Willis the way I felt about Trey Lance. But 
Rabel's a hell of a coach. Um, Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry, and he looks scary. But so I'm would gonna, you, if I gotta, Ryan Tannehill was playing in this game, would you? I'm picking Titans. Okay. If Tannehill is playing this game, I'm absolutely picking the Titans. Because okay. from what I just read, he was a full participant in practice today. Really? Yeah. That was to say, I got up um, as of 5.52 p.m., Hitano was a full participant in practice today. He's seen well, hey, definitely seen progress with his ankle. Probably be a game time decision. I'll give you two scores. I guess post Tano home one, but I said eleven to ten Broncos. I'll give you seventeen to eleven Titans if Tannehill's there. Nah, I'll give twenty to eleven. Okay. Nah, no, this team's too ugly. Seventeen eleven still. So Denver's not scoring above eleven. Does Tennessee will get in? I gotta touchdown? keep eleven. <laughs> Actually, you're right. You're right. They would have to score a little bit more. I will say, if we get a Tannehill versus Russ matchup, I will say seventeen fourteen Titans. Okay, so I'll make I'll make sure that's marked both ways. Um, Justin, I'll see who's whatever in the market that way. Anyways, let's move on. Next, we got the Colts at the Raiders. Raiders are four and a half point favorite. Uh, we have Jeff Saturday as coach, which I kind of like. I like the the outside thinking. It is weird because the Colts have Gus Bradley and John Fox, who's John Fox is the definition of a professional football coach. You know what I mean? He's been to the and, Super Bowl. He's yeah. a team. If you he's a coach, if you hire him, you're gonna go like anywhere between seven and nine. And ten and six kind of team or ten and seven, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but Jeff Saturday, this quarterback is just a backup who can run. Uh, this Raiders team is talented. They should be much better. Who the fuck knows? You could tell me the Raiders don't even score twenty, and you could tell me the Raiders win thirty-one to seven. You know what I mean? I could see any world here. Uh, and especially with Jeff Saturday, you just never know. Uh, I the last the one stat I did see on Jeff Saturday was his last game that he coached, or last team he coached was a high school team, and they won seven and nine. Yeah, no, he hasn't like. coached any like even remotely professional at all, which is why that hiring was so weird. Like, yeah. I understand. <laughs> I, I completely understand the fact that Jeff Saturday is one of the best players in the organization ever. So we understand that, but like. If you're going to bring up a player, Reggie Wayne's already on the staff. You obviously have two, as you just barely said, two very, very qualified head coach coaches on your staff already, and then you're just randomly bringing in Jeff. That threw me off. I mean, it's not it's not terribly random. Jeff Saturday's still, uh, I believe he's on their staff in the front office in some form, kind of like a consultant. And uh, like you said, he is one of the one of their greatest players in the organization. It's not he it's is. not random in the sense of it makes sense that it's a, someone like Jeff Saturday who got it if you were picking just a Colts player, but it's also he just has no coaching experience. So that's the right. that's and if there's anybody you're random. gonna if there's anybody you're gonna give no coaching experience to, it's a former player, especially if it's one of your greats in the franchise. Uh, so I like the hiring. That being said, I could see it going terrible. He could be absolutely abysmal with no coaching experience or he might be a breath of fresh air we literally don't know that being said raiders 31 colts 13 i have a i 20 think his debut goes rough i have 20 to 10 
I have twenty to ten. I think that the Jag, oh, the Jags, the Colts are just going to run all game. They probably may not throw like ten times. But I guess especially if Taylor 10, plays Raiders, I didn't say that. If Taylor plays, I mean that'll be good for him. You know, yeah, uh, it looks like he's going to. Uh, you said thirty-one thirteen, right? I'll increase. I'll go thirty-one seventeen. Thirty-one seventeen. Okay. Which is giving a lot of faith to the Raiders, who have been one of the biggest disappointments in the league. But uh, yeah. moving on from moving on from that game, here's a shitty game for you: Cardinals at Rams. Rams by one and a half. Keen, go ahead, pick this one. Cooper Cup or DeAndre Hopkins? I'm gonna lean Cooper Cup. I, I that's it. Um, I don't even want to give a score, but I'll give a 21-18 to 18 game. <laughs> yeah, I think this is going to be a field goal game as well. I'm going to give the edge to the Rams. Rams are not the greatest team. They're banged up. You can blitz them. They can't run at all. They can't particularly throw downfield unless it's to Cooper Cup. The Cardinals are just a bad team who are explosive. They, they can be explosive, but, I mean, their coaching quarterback are at odds all the time. They lose games they shouldn't. By the way, the Raiders, I just want to give you again the Raiders disappointment losing a 20 point game and two 17 point games this year. I just can't. McDaniels is going to get fired and Sean Payton's going to be their next head coach, is my prediction. That's my prediction. But back to this game Cardinals at Rams. You said 21 18. I'm going to say 20. You know what? Damn it. I'm going to fuck it. I'm going to pick the Cardinals. Hey. Just because they're slightly more explosive, even though I don't like this Cardinals team at no, all. They are more explosive. I, they honestly might be a better team, to be completely honest with you. And that's not saying much. That's not saying I'll anything say, at all. The Rams have just like five players that matter. I'll say 24-20 cards. Ooh, I like it. I like I it. Don't. <laughs> I don't like it at all, but I like it at the same time. Uh. Cowboys at Packers. This would have been your game of the week. Easy. Time ago. But the, the one formerly great Aaron Rodgers. The one saving grace for any Packers fan is that Aaron Rodgers has owned the Cowboys, so maybe he wakes up. That is like if you are trying to look for a silver lining or look for something as a fan, that is like that's it. I'm not you know saying it's gonna happen, but that is what you would look for. I would agree with you, except if there is one thing any Packers fan would say was their saving grace in the middle of a losing streak, it's, oh, we're going, we're playing the Lions this week, and the Lions have a banged-up defense, and Aaron Rodgers literally owns the Detroit Lions, that would have been the saving grace. He lost that game, so there's no saving grace for this team. This is a bad team. Cowboys are going to win this game 28-17. to Oh, I don't disagree with you. I think the Cowboys are winning too. I'm just saying if you are a Packers fan trying to grasp for hope, it's only that that um, Rodgers has owned the Cowboys for his career. But I don't. And I'm think saying that hope was last week because no, it was the Lions no. and it was. Oh, and that's okay. I'm just I'm saying for these fans trying to grasp something, I don't agree with it at all. I've got Dallas winning this game, 24 to 16. Sunday what, was night. The, what was the line on that? Sorry, five for the uh, yeah, five for the Cowboys favored by five. Okay, thank you. Niners favored by seven. It's Chargers at the Niners Sunday night. 
this game could be fun or the Niners could run away with it, I believe. Uh, I think it'll be a pretty good game, though. I'll say 28-23 Niners of San Francisco. Okay. 28-23 San Fran. I've got this game 31-28 San Fran. And then we got command. It's going to be a fun game, I think, personally. I agree. I agree. Next, we got Commanders laying 10 and a half to the Eagles at Philly. Uh, I think there's. I think this will be a competitive game. I'm going to say 28-22. That's 27-22 Eagles. Eagles keep the undefeated streak going. Commanders put up a good fight. Uh, I think it'll be a defensive battle that turns into some scores kind of thing. I'm not gonna do it. I can't do it. If the if the Eagles weren't on a ten, on like the longest of bye weeks that you could for playing back to back, playing on Thursday and then playing Monday night, I would go with the Commanders here on a huge upset. But I can't. I think it's gonna be Philly. I got this game twenty eight to twenty three. I think it's gonna be a fun Taylor Heineke game. Yeah, if this game was in Washington, I would even I would echo your statements on that. I want, that's it, hard, I want to, but I can't. I can't. This is not going to be the I game. I mean, you could, you could. Uh, uh, no, uh, I don't like it. But I, I'm not. I can't do it. If the if the Eagles were on a regular week, I would. But too much time for me personally. I, those ten day break periods, I always, I you always typically lean that team just because there's so much time to rest your body. Facts. Thanks. All right, listen, that's it for the NFL. There was some NBA I wanted to talk, but I think we can wait till next week because oh, there's going to be some good games over the weekend. Uh, and mainly what I wanted to talk about was how the Brooklyn Nets have looked since Steve Nash has been there, but or since Steve Nash has been fired. Uh, but we'll have, by the time we meet again... Have even more data. Up- yeah, the Nets will have probably played two or three more games by then. So there'll be more to come. The NBA season has been phenomenal. I love it. It reminds me of this NFL season where it's pretty unpredictable. The, the uh, Warriors have been shocking. The only thing, the only reason why I say that is just because they need a 47 8 and 8 game from Steph to beat the Kings. So it's like, eh, doesn't look good. <laughs> but, yeah, and the Kings, the Kings are competitive. Oh, the no, Kings, they're definitely competitive. But if you're that, I was going to say, if you're planning on champion like he they needed everything and that was off of a five game losing streak and a road trip they needed all 47 from Steph who was also played like the best player in basketball like him Luca Giannis they're all like jawing for it and speaking of jawing jaw has played like that too for sure I would put Luca and Giannis ahead of Steph right now and probably Ja, just because of their all three of their records but Steph's definitely doing his thing and literally Steph, as far as Golden State yeah, goes. It's, it's him and Wiggins. Wiggins has actually played well this year. Wiggins. After that, Wiggins like it, after that, it's been, Dre's been decent. He'd probably be your third. Clay hasn't looked great. Poole hasn't looked great. The bench has sucked. So, yeah. I mean, Kayvon Looney would probably maybe be fourth just because he does what he does every year, which is just rebound a little bit. <laughs> yeah, they can't play defense at all. They're not even in the play-in picture, let alone the playoff picture right now. Obviously, we so, both don't uh, think that's going to stay, but at the same time, it's still a little bit of a red flag early. 
I would say, yeah, they definitely got to pick it up. I'll give them. They got till about January to really get this shit together. Yeah, I, Christmas, I was going to say, once the Christmas games pass, you start to get a feel for the season. And then once you get to the All-Star break, you really get a grasp of how you think the season's going to go. And then there's, there's always that one or two teams that after the All-Star break, they turn up. Like the Hawks did a couple of years ago. Yeah, for sure. I mean, for me, January 15th is my break because, I mean, Clay said it himself. Like he said, hey, I've got these two major injuries. You know, let me let me find my way back, mm-hmm. right? So they haven't played any defense. There is a good defensive team in there somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. They might have to just sell out, which that's never good. There's probably a move they'll have to make. But uh, they just got to be better. Because, yeah, it's been, like you said, only Steph and Wiggins to really rail home about. Yeah, 100%. 100%. But we can but, definitely talk way more NBA in the coming next- week. Can't wait. Safe Can't travels wait. to you. Appreciate it. Can't wait for the uh, the Sunday games. UFC two eighty one. I'm gonna be in attendance. You haven't been. Uh, to, you have never been to MSG, right? I have. I always. I always thought my first time being there would for sure be a Knicks game, and mm-hmm. it's a UFC event. I don't know why. I thought maybe you would have had a chance because I thought maybe uh, a concert was there for you, but no. Yeah. Enjoy MSG. First time. I'm gonna give you. Let me just. If anybody cares out there, I'm going to give a prediction for the top three fights instead of the whole five. Mm-hmm. But uh, so this is for your very casual fan UFC listener, if you're listening. Otherwise, I would give you all the five. But uh, I'll keep it light here. I'll give you the three. And the Poirier, Dustin Poirier, Michael Chandler matchup, three-round fight. I'm going to go Dustin Poirier mm-hmm. via decision. I think it goes. I think there's no finish there. I think it goes via decision. Uh, Carlos Sparza. Wally Zhang. I'm gonna that's a championship bout. That's co-main. I think Zhang's gonna win via finish. And then Adesanya Pereira. Early would, or earlier end or late in the uh, fight? Uh third round, we'll say. Third, third round finish. Not necessarily a knockout, but a finish. Okay. And then Adesanya, twenty three and one. Alex Pereira, six and one. Knockout artist. Uh Adesanya is the far better fighter. Keen, if you don't know the background here, Pereira has knocked out Adesanya twice when they were in kickboxing. Ooh. And one of them, Adesanya, was winning pretty handily and just got knocked out. He's got that kind of power. Like, mm. if he lands a flush left hook, it very well could be over. That, That's was, all the he's same, that was the same thing they were talking about with uh, the fighter two fights ago. I can't remember his name. But that was because I remember people said that was a very boring fight. I what it was just some jacked guy who was just against Adesanya. Yeah, I can't think. It of was probably name. the Cannoneer. It was probably the Cannoneer fight because he he walked around at heavyweight or he used to be a heavyweight. Yes, it was him because people were concerned that he uh, Adesanya, Adesanya was going to get rocked, but he just played a completely defensive fight and people thought it was very boring. But he ended up winning the fight. Yeah, Adesanya's been very Floyd Mayweather-esque ever since he lost when he went up to light heavyweight. He's taken a lot less chances. I'm going to give you Trent Bathlon's prediction for this fight because I love it. He thinks Adesanya not only wins, he thinks he's aggressive. He thinks he even tries some wrestling. I like the prediction. It was a great prediction. Uh, We're going to have Trent on soon. uh, We do. I've been trying. I've been trying. Well, It'll happen soon for sure because he's definitely got some NBA predictions that he'll cook up NBA predictions obviously he loves to talk UFC too so definitely 
And he's probably got some NFL ones in there, too. Yeah, he loves uh, Ravens, so he might have a Lamar. Man, I have zero feel for this fight other than that Adesanya's the far better fighter, but if Pereira lands a left, it could very well be over. But, uh, so you know what? I'm going to say close fight. I'm going to say no knockout. And I'm going to say Adesanya by decision, which is a boring prediction, but I think it'll be an exciting fight. His most exciting fight since the first Whitaker fight. We'll say that. And, uh, yeah, those are my... UFC 281, very casual predictions because I went with the top three instead of doing the full five. Okay. But, uh, yeah, those are my predictions. All uh, right. I got to get out of here. Great talking to you. Fun podcast to do. Of course. Uh, I did I not think t- we are going to do this much football, but I'm happy with it. Everything was nice. That, that's just how I'm enjoying this season more so than – I can't remember the season I loved this much because the uh, – the fuck do you call it pandemic season that shit was rough that was not the most fun season I with no fans. maybe the last one i enjoyed like this because obviously i just go off of memory for patriot seasons might have been the 17 one it might have that wasn't that was the 17 one was great and then the 18 one was fun too because that was the mahomes 50 touchdown year so those two were really sure. fun years because that 17 was Brady's MVP, and obviously we don't talk about what happened at the end, but yeah. I agree. I agree. They, oh, Keen, I forgot to bring this up. and Maybe I did, but I'm going to bring it up anyway because I laugh every time I hear it. Excuse me. Every time I hear it. Um, and I still can't believe it. Like I'd, I'd picture this would be parody in a show or a movie somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, one day... Outside of Foxborough Stadium, without a doubt, there will be a statue of Tom Brady. Yeah. Outside of the United Center with the Chicago Bulls play, before he came back the second time, the Bulls put up a statue yeah. of MJ. Yep. Uh, what's some other ones? I believe if Kobe doesn't have one, he's definitely going to have one. Bird? He might already have Does one. Bird have one or Magic? Uh, Bill Russell has one outside of yeah. Boston. And I believe Magic, Jerry West, and Kareem, and Shaq yeah. all have one. Maybe not Jerry West, but for sure Shaq, Magic, and Kareem have and one outside Kobe of Boston. will have one soon. Absolutely. The Eagles, do you know what their statue is? They have Nick Foles. No, no, no. No, no, no. This is great. Listen to it. They have a statue of Doug Peterson calling the Philly special. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. The last time I heard that, which I'd probably heard it before, but the last time I heard it a few weeks ago, I laughed out loud and could not stop laughing. That's like one of the favorite things I've ever heard. Philly's too good of a force, of a sports city to have that poverty of a statue. But I respect it. What can I say? We fucking lost that Super Bowl uh, in a game where Tom Brady, if he catches the ball there, maybe the Philly special never fucking happens. So maybe and uh, uh, and maybe if um as I say if he could just get by a little bit by Fletcher Cox, Brady would have had again the greatest Super Bowl game ever because he might on that last drive he went, he already threw for five oh five he might have on that last drive passed Norm Van Brocklin's four five fifty four in the Super Bowl on a game winning drive to win the Super Bowl. And it would have been already, yeah. I, we're, I'm going to stop before I, I lose it. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> that that agree. one upsets me more than any of the other ones, not including the undefeated season, because you know that's the undefeated season. 
we will not talk about any of those yet. Maybe when Brady retires for a second time. But uh, Keenan, great talking to you. Warner Brothers Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Warner Brothers Podcast. Stream Warner Brothers Podcast on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. Keenan, talk to you over the weekend. Be safe out there. You too. Peace.